Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. All right, a little past six on this uh, Friday night. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always. Brought to you by those who drink it. We take it to 6.30. Howie's got some more Mets playoff magic tonight at 6.30 tonight. The Mets and Cubs this evening, uh, game one. Uh, so it takes you back to some uh, glory days with the Mets. Beautiful day here uh, today in New York, of course. Summer-like day. So I hope everybody got out and enjoyed it. I, I listened to hear the update to hear if uh, anything was new with DeAndre Baker, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess he hasn't been heard from yet or apprehended yet or anything else, so I guess he's still at large somewhere, uh, wherever he is, and you worry about that until he is uh, apprehended because, you know, sounds like you're dealing with weapons and stuff like that and someone who isn't in a very good frame of mind, so you want to see that he is someone who has given himself up peacefully and uh, then they can start sorting everything out. But it sounds like he's still, uh, he and his cohorts are still uh, at large at the present time. Uh, the stunning news today about what went on uh, and, ha- and has gone on in the last couple of days with the Giants cornerback, uh, the former first round pick who uh, um, was getting ready for a year number two and has clearly now run uh, into some crazy issues. Again, he is right now in the stage of being accused. We don't know and have not heard any or all of the story yet. Uh, All we know is what the police are reporting, what we have heard from other sources. Uh, The NFL has been quiet. The Giants have been quiet. Uh, so we don't know very much except what we have been told and what the first story has indicated was that uh, the uh, Giants' former number one pick, 30th pick in the draft, the Giants moved up to make that third pick of the three picks in the uh, draft to take him, is accused uh, of armed robbery along with Quinton Dunbar and a third accomplice. Uh, sounds like they had been frequenting some gambling games or establishments 
whether they were either in recent days at a home or at an establishment where there were uh, card games and maybe other games of chance going on. Uh, the earlier reports were that he had maybe dropped as much as $70,000 in days before. And then uh, with armed with a semi-automatic weapon, he and the two other young men evidently robbed the patrons of the recent game from whatever it was, a house or an establishment. I'm not sure what it was. I think it was a home um, of their watches and cash and then left in three different vehicles that, according to the eyewitnesses, were strategically placed to allow them to get out of there quickly. And that's it. No one's heard anything else yet. So stunning news to the Giants has obviously shaken up uh, their team, shaken up their plans. You do uh, worry about his well-being right now until he is apprehended, that you want to make sure someone who is traveling around in a crisis mode with weapons of the kind that have been depicted, that you want to make sure that he uh, there's no incident as he is apprehended whenever he is apprehended. Uh, but that's all we know right now uh, for this young man whose career obviously uh, rests in the balance. So there's, there's, there's so many things to deal with. You know, you wonder right now about what's true and not true. You wonder right now about uh, if he has any future at all in football or is his future now behind bars. Uh, also, how will the Giants deal with this? Uh, there are salary cap implications for a contract that was four years and $10.5 million. Um, so uh, that that's an issue also. Um, so they would be affected. Uh, and again... I've seen it called a lapse of judgment. You know what? I don't remember. Now, were there issues with him that could maybe make you be cautious? Yes. Were there issues that would lead you to think he was someone you had to say hands off? I never heard that. You know, I never heard that. So, um, you know, the... So, again, I, I don't think you can – listen, anytime a first-round pick doesn't work out, it's on the people who drafted them. If they do work out, it's to their credit. If they don't work out, it's to, their, it's, to, it's to their demise. It's to their negative, okay? You get positive marks for the guys who do work out. And not just work out, the guys who become leaders, the guys who become staples, the guys who become cornerstones of your team. Those are the picks you laud. Those are the picks that keep you employed. And if you have too many on the other side where your first-round picks crash and burn, well, you're not going to be the general manager very long. Uh, so there is obviously a negative to it. But nobody can get on uh, Gettleman and say, hey, ha- yeah, I don't know this about the No one knows anything like this. No one expects any criminal activity like this or the allegations of such. I mean, these are extremely serious allegations. Um I mean, you're talking about extensive hearings, extensive maybe court dates. I mean, again, we don't know the issues here. 
So we don't want to jump to conclusions. That's why we used accused and alleged, because that's where we are right now. I mean, there have been reports, there have been accounts, but again, that does not mean that we know every detail yet, because we don't. But most likely, this is a situation where the Giants are going to be without a player they thought was going to be a major part of their deep defense this year, no matter what. So, I mean, you're talking about a contract um, valued at $10.52 million with slightly over $9 million guaranteed. Uh, that's what it was. So, uh, it, you know... Um, It's a – now, there are certain things they could try to recoup based on certain things that would happen. But, again, we're getting ahead of everything. There's no reason to go there yet. The bottom line is the Giants are dealing with a major headache, the kind of which you don't want any part of at any time under any consideration. And also – as they try to rebuild with a new head coach, with a new coaching staff, and try to rebuild a young defense, this is not something that is a step, obviously, in the right direction. It's a uh, big negative from that standpoint, but one they'll have to deal with uh, going forward. We should be able to get some calls in before we turn it over to Howie at the bottom of the hour, and you hear a Met Baseball back after this. Aaron Rodgers spoke out about uh, his situation in Green Bay, saying that he still hoped that he was able to play the rest of his career, which he does hope would go into the into his 40s. Still hoped that he could play his career, but he said now he thinks that'll be more difficult considering the situation where the team did trade up for a quarterback uh, when they did trade up uh, to select Jordan Love. He said uh, he admitted he was surprised and... To put it mildly, not thrilled by the pick, uh, but he said he understands. He says, I think it was more a surprise based on my own feelings of wanting to play into my 40s and really the realization that it does change the controllables a little bit because as much as I feel confident in my abilities and what I can accomplish and what we can accomplish, there are some new factors that are now out of my control. And so my sincere desire to start and finish with the same organization, just as it has always been over the years, may not be a reality at this point. We may have different viewpoints. Uh, And as much as I understand the organization's future outlook and wanting to make sure that they are covered and that they have what they want down the the line, and I respect that, at the same time, I still believe in myself and I have a strong desire to play into my 40s. And I'm not sure how all that works together at this point. Um, I think that's handling it diplomatically. I really do. Because when you think about it, he's hoping for, after a good season last year, he's hoping for pieces that will add to their ability to supplement and complement what he does. Saying, hey, I am still an elite quarterback. I can still take you where you want to go. But I have to have pieces around me that work, bringing in a quarterback and trading up to get him so you're using assets to get to a pick and then picking a major asset which doesn't help the team with him on the field. So, in essence, what they're doing is they're providing, they're saying to, in essence, 
to him, hey, as a young tandem, as a coach and a front office, we have now proven that we belong. So we now know we're the future of this franchise. We know you are possibly the future of the franchise. You have been obviously its present and have been such an historic part of its past, but we have to provide for the future. But we have to do that at your expense. So that's where the riff starts. And now what you get is he is always looking at it, he being Rogers, always looking at it as winning this week's game, which is what the coach always does, which is why sometimes it's hard if you have the same guy be the coach and general manager because as the coach, he's always going to be looking at this week's game and the current situation and doing whatever it needs to aid the current situation because that's immediate. And the coach and the player are always looking immediately because that's what their reference is, immediate. Let's win this game. While the general manager always has his eye towards the building, towards the future, being obviously involved in what's happening today, but also with an eye towards the future. And that's something that the player doesn't have. He doesn't have an eye towards the future because his future is now. His whole life is in the present. It's win this week's game. So is the coach. That's all the coach should ever be thinking about is winning this week's game. Rarely does a coach get to a point where he has the luxury of saying, oh, I can look to the future. This year, as an example, Belichick, who is in the rarest of situations, can look to the future if he chooses to. But he won't. He'll look to win whatever he can do to win. He'll do what's best to win this week's game because that's how he's built. But that doesn't mean he won't be looking also to prepare somebody for better days ahead. He's able to do both, but that's a very rare situation. In, in the NFL, almost everything is immediate. So if you are... Rogers, you're saying, hey, I want weapons that are going to help me. They're going to block the pass rush. They're going to get in the pa- they're going to get in the pass pattern. They're going to ke- run the ball down the field. They're going to help me score points. They're going to help me win this week's game. Don't give me a guy who you trade up for, who you spend money on, and who's going to sit there. And I'm supposed to help teach to get better? No, no, no. That's not my job. And in essence, a lot of quarterbacks feel that way, that it's not their job. And I've known a bunch of them who have said, hey, not my job to prepare the next guy to take my job. It's not my job. Anthony and White Plains, what's up, Anthony? Um, I just wanted to uh, call about DeAndre Baker. Um, it's unfortunate to hear what happened to him because I did think he played pretty well in the second half of he last year. He played better. I mean, he wasn't very yeah. good, but I mean, he he got more competitive in the second half of the season. He definitely did. Yeah, and if, and if everything's true and what they're saying, I doubt we ever see him in the league no. again. Well, listen, I mean, if this stuff is true, he's going to jail. Yeah, absolutely. Do do you think this opens the door for possible possibly Logan Ryan on a one-year deal? I think that would be a great fit for the Giants. Uh, <sighs> I don't agree for this reason. Uh, Anthony, the Giants are not a now defense. I, Logan, he's going to want a lot of money. And he's going to want to be in a situation where he thinks he's going to help a team a lot this one year. 
He's going to want a lot of cash. The Giants, to get him, they need a guy that they're going to have to sign. Are you willing to give him a three- or four-year contract? He's going to want a lot of money if you're going to give him that much, uh, that much time. Um, so I would think he'd sign with a team for less money in less years because he's more of an immediate player. Uh, he, would he help the Giants? He will. He's not a great cover guy. He's more of an all-everything kind of player. You know, use him in a lot of different ways. Use him at the line of scrimmage. Use him in in the nickel and dime. Use him in a variety of ways. Use him against different looks and different receivers. He's not a classic shutdown. He's not a great shutdown corner, but he's a good football player. Uh, and, he can, and he can do everything. He can rush the quarterback. He can make tackles. Uh, he would help, but he's going to be expensive. I would think he'd want to go to a team that's more... It's closer to winning, but you might be right. I think it comes down to money. I think it, it's, you know, it, both teams, Jets and Giants, and, uh, are close to home. It's going to come down to money. Joe in New Haven, what's up, Joe? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good. What's happening? Good. Hey, uh, you know, good to see some sports coming back online and, you know, anxious to watch the golf tomorrow. But can you explain why it's taken so long for the PGA? And, you know, I know it would have been tone deaf to not cancel back in April, of course, but why has the PGA been so reluctant or the players so reluctant to get back on the golf course without spectators and get some tournaments going, given these guys are playing with their friends, you know, every day, you know, somewhere around the country in Florida, Texas. I think, Joe, I don't think it was them so much as it was the events. The events figuring out what their liability was, uh, what about – there was a lot of issues about transporting people, still having to fly into cities where there might be uh, outbreaks of the the, uh, virus – uh, you know, they do travel usually with their families, those kids, you know, they, tra- those families, they travel as families. They all have their own jets, but they, f- they travel yeah. with, with their uh, families. Uh, and I think they just wanted to make sure they were flying into safe communities. Now you're right. It does set up easier for them. Fewer people, their distance controlled, you know, they don't have that many people to worry about, and it, it plays well without spectators. So I do agree with you. It's easy for them to make a comeback, and it's probably the easiest sport to get that done. But I think that was the reason why it took them a while. You know, the airports were not in great shape. Uh, yeah. They also have to stay in hotels where they're worried about whether the hotels are virus-free or not or homes that are virus-free. So getting their living quarters set up, they got to show up in the city on a Tuesday. You know, uh, even if you don't have a pro-am that week, which they probably wouldn't, uh, or any sponsor events that week at all, you still got to be there on Wednesday to practice and then play Thursday. And I think living quarters, hotels, traveling around, getting in rental cars, all different stuff like that. Probably took them a, a, a certain amount of time to get a comfort level with that stuff more than anything else. So I think that's yeah. the reason why it's taken them a little time. But I think you're right. It's the easiest one. And now we'll see them, you know, as you said, there's an event this weekend with the Skins game. And then there's the Tiger uh, Phil uh, Brady Manning event next weekend, and then we get to the real golf on the weekend after that. So uh, at least the PGA will be back, and I think the PGA will be okay. I think the I think the event when they get the whole seven when they get the whole seventeen eighteen, you'll start to notice there's no crowd there. But other than that, I think you'll be okay with that. Yeah, no, as a watching, and everyone starved to watch something on TV. Hey, oh, I, I, I think yeah. the, I, thanks for the call. I think you're uh, exactly. I think the ratings will be tremendous. I think the ratings, even for golf, will be good. I, I, I think they will be. I think the Tiger and Phil thing will do really well because you got Brady and Manning involved. 
uh, and it's on free TV this time. Last time it was on pay-per-view. They said they did almost a million hits. I don't know if they really did. Um, this is raising a lot of money for charity. They're already getting $10 million just from the foursome and, and whatever sponsors put up that money or the TV networks, whoever put the money up. And then there'll be places for you to donate that day also. So I think you're right. I think, listen, will I watch the events? Absolutely. Right now you're ready to watch anything. So from that standpoint, hey, yes, we're ready to watch golf. You're ready to watch anything that's going on right now. So any, any, any regular sporting event. Now, car racing doesn't do it for me. I'm not going to watch that. Um, we're getting close to having some horse racing. We have horse racing starting to come back in a little bigger way uh, in the next couple of days. We're going to have Casa Creed run here in a couple of days. Uh, so we're starting to bring some horses back. Uh, they've been in training, so they're, they're kind of getting ready to go. So little by little, we're starting to get a little bit of it back, and then we'll wait to see where we are. Uh, and I do sense, though, that there's still a lot of nervousness with the players about things like, okay, one test doesn't shut it down, but what is the protocol if there's a test, which we just went over a minute ago, and also how many outbreaks, how many players on a team means we shut the sport down? You know, what is, what is considered to be a crisis? Is it five players? Is it six players? This is stuff, as you just heard, 80-page manual on the protocol and on the health issues and on the testing. 80 pages. I'm sure you can get it downloaded somewhere if you're interested in reading it, but it's 80 pages long, which shows you the considerations. And liability here is a very big issue for all involved, for the companies, for spectators, for owners, for everything, for you know anybody who may be, not spectators, but anybody who's working in any secondary or in any, uh, you know, mode as someone helping out, whatever you may be doing, whether you, you know, if there's TV, there's got to be cameramen. There's cameramen, there's got to be people who, who, who work with the wires. There's got to be people who, uh, who work as, you know, people set up stands and set up uh, positions and do all the tech work and everything else and trucks and all this. And then players have caddies and there's equipment men and there's people on the course that have to administer the course and people have to put the course together. And so, there are people there, and everybody has to be protected in case they get sick. And it adds to a lot of liability issues for everybody involved. So there's a lot that has to be covered before everybody takes that first big step back. Casamigos Tequila uh, sponsors the program, as always, brought to you by those who drink it. We will see you Sunday morning at 9. Howie has Met Baseball coming up, the Mets and the Cubs. You can relive that right now. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.